0: Log Talks Radio.
1: Madden Voice, 3, 2, 1, now. And um, we are back, skip the week, Uh, but we're back this week, November 15th. I just got a text that Donald Trump has filed his paperwork to run for president for 2024. Aren't we just all thrilled to death that he is coming back to run again? Yay! Democracy at its best. The worst president in the history of presidents will be running again. And if Democrats don't, if they don't take care of business, he will win. That's what sucks. I know this ain't a political show, but if Democrats don't take care of business, we will have Donald Trump as president again. And uh, that would not be good for this country. If you think it was good for this country, you're looking in a shoebox. But anyway... We are back, the Madden Voice. Hey, we know what's going on in the NFL, right? Because Tom Brady is done. Did the, oh, wait a minute. No. Nope. Well, Seattle, right? Seattle. I mean, they, they – Forget it. You know what? Packers lost five in a row. They, 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 they it, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, no. Well, the Cowboys, my Cowboys. That, you know they, Hey, you know what? We can count on Buffalo cuz we know what well, you know Josh Allen And it's just, I just really had so prayed that we were done with his crap. You know, we struggled through four years of his crappy leadership, and I, I had really prayed that we were done with him. You know, and now here we are, two years into Biden's term, and this idiot is running again. I, I, I just, this country, man, I gotta tell you, I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. He'll okay, so lose like
0: to the no, nah, he's gonna lose to DeSantis. Don't worry, it's easy work.
1: He's gonna what? Lose? I promise yeah, you. you know what? He's gonna he's
0: gonna lose it. He's gonna lose to DeSantis. It's gonna be bad. Yeah, I promise you.
1: Yeah, that's very possible. That's very possible. You're right about that. I, I cannot. I cannot. I, yeah. I, I. And you know, I really don't like DeSantis. I don't like him at all. I'll take him over to, over this moron. This
0: guy. Is I figured. Terrible. <laughs> I figured he would. Oh
1: yeah. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, of the two, I'll take him, but I don't like him either. But this guy is just – this guy is just divisive.
0: He's going to struggle – he's going to struggle mightily against him, so I wouldn't – we'll see what happens. I don't don't think he's going to uh, beat him out.
1: The midterms, you know, my mom asked me what I thought, and I said, I think the Democrats will do just fine. She says, really? I said, yeah. And I was right, even though, you know, probably will lose the House, but um, not the landslide that a lot of people thought. And, you know, it helped. Hold on to the Senate, so um, you know. So he, he's, you know, I don't know, I don't know. But anyway, I'm sorry, guys. I know we should be talking so football, but this, this, this guy just irks every living nerve in my body. He just, he just does, he just be worse. And what irks me is not that it's not him, not him, is that 78 million people voted for him last election. That's what irks me. Is that there are so many millions of people that still buy his bullshit and his rhetoric. That's what irks me. People can, you know, we had David Duke running around, running for office as KKK leader, right? You know what I mean? People going to do what they're going to do, but we ain't got to follow them. But no, you know, you got about pretty much half the voting country still following this pool. All right, I'm going back to football now because I can't. Um, so, you know, I try not to get to, uh, um, Yep, JB's listening. What up, JB? We thinking about you, bro. Um, we try not to – I try not to get too high after a loss and too low – or too high after a win and too low after a loss. I do have to say this. I was going to start off and give JB the floor hadn't been on and let him, you know, speak. But I, I'm going to just say this real quick. This was one of the most angering defeats I've ever had with the Cowboys losing to the Packers. This one angered me. This one pissed me off, you know, because you know you you go through a history with a team, and there's trends and there's things, and and I feel like every time I feel like the team has gotten beyond the trends and actually started to become a team that you can depend on, you know, you lost to Tampa Week One. Okay, that was a long time ago. Fine, you lost to Philly with your backup. Okay, that, that, you know, so he's one of the best teams in the NFL. But you won every other game. Then you go in and you, you face a Green Bay team. Granted, they got the all-world Aaron Rodgers. But they lost five in a row. You know, they're, they're, they're reeling. You were the best. You're supposed to be the better team. This was a, a game to show the world that this year is going to be different. This is going to, you're going to show, yep. You know, we got our shit together. We're going to be there at the end. We're going to compete in the playoffs, and we're not going to, you know, come up short over stupid things like penalties, you know, bad route running, you know, questionable decision-making. Not that stuff. You lose, head up because the other team was better, hey, that's that's part of football. But when you lose, when you go up to, you know, team was 185 And, oh, leaving the third quarter and going into the fourth quarter with a 14-point or more lead, and you lose. You lose. I I I ain't been that angry in a lot. I I literally, when the game went off, I put on the Sunday night game. I don't even remember what it was, honestly. I went to sleep. I didn't even watch it. I woke up to see who won. That's how mad I was. I couldn't even watch anymore football. I was so angry at this loss. But I I I I'll talk more about it. Um let me ask you guys, because you guys have a um takeaway? Was this something this that was my takeaway. I was very angry about that. You guys have a takeaway from this very uh interesting weekend? Pase, I'll ask you first. Anything you wanna did you t- take away from this weekend? Not
0: really. It kind of a weird week um, for a lot of teams, ranging from the Bills to the Cowboys to the Eagles. You know, it just seemed like one of those weeks where there was a lot of random, or I won't call it random, but a lot of different things happening, you know, that you wouldn't ordinarily expect. And that's just chaos of football kind of taking into effect. I didn't really learn anything, you know, new from this weekend.
1: How about you, train? Trey?
2: Uh, I don't know shit. Okay, I went 0-6 on the uh pick'em. right, I know I'm ahead. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll digress from that. But uh, clearly, I don't know who's going to win games. Um, I really don't. At all. I, I, I thought I knew. It makes for great competition. It sucks when it's your team.
0: That's <laughs> what I have learned this
2: weekend. That's
1: that's, yeah. that's what I learned. <laughs> yeah. It makes a great competition, but it absolutely sucks when it's your team. Oh, absolutely. And 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 I'll take that one step further. It also sucks when it's a game that affects your team. You know, oh. you're, you're trying to, you know, there's a handful of games you're watching try to, you know, help your team have a chance to get into the playoffs, win the division, whatever it may be. And, you know, the, the other games aren't going your way. I had a list. <laughs> This guy on Instagram had put a thing out which was actually pretty cool and he called it the um actually I have it right here. The Cowboys rooting guide. <laughs> um, and I'd never seen it before. I thought it was pretty cool. And so he put down obviously you root for the Cowboys, but then he put down six games that would affect the Cowboys for so the root for. So he had um he had the Panthers over the Falcons which I think the Panthers actually did win that game. I don't remember now. Um, But the Bills over the Vikings, we know the Vikings won. Texans over the Giants, we know the Giants won. Washington over Philly, Washington did win. Um, Chargers over the 49ers, 49ers won. The Saints over the Steelers, and the Steelers won. So pretty much four out of six of those games that you wanted to go for, for Dallas. Did not go for Dallas, so yeah, it, it it it's tough when it's your team, and it's tough when it affects let, your team. Let,
2: let, let me do you one better, T. Uh, Come on. We not only we we not only lost to Joy. Yeah, as I you know almost throw up in my mouth as I say that. Uh, the, the the Packers turned around and and managed to pull a win out of Dallas, which is totally unexpected for me. Then the Vikings also won. So everybody in the in the division won. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's the little definition ah. of a rough. That's a rough weekend right there. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. The yeah. only thing that saved my weekend was still be lost, which you'll know if you look at the pick six. <laughs> I actually predict. I
2: predict. You did. I saw that. I looked. I was like, look at him. Upset special. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, that was one of those games that I felt that Philly needed a letdown. It was time. Washington had nothing to lose. And it's a division game. We all know how division games can go. You know? I I just felt like the hype with Philly was getting a little too high, undefeated, Jalen Hurts. MVP, you know, you know, you know how it is. I had one of my Facebook friends who's actually a Cowboys fan. it posted, don't worry. As soon as the NFL anoints you as the next great team, you're going to lose, including the Cowboys. And that's, there's a lot of truth to that. There's a lot of truth to that. So, yeah, that, that saved my weekend. That's be really lost. So, um am to do the par rank. Um, pretty interesting. But, yeah, relatively consistent. We had – we had a split between the Eagles and the Chiefs as the number one team. Could see either one under the circumstances. Eagles lost. Um, I think if they went head-to-head, I think the Chiefs would beat them. Um, I think, you know, I, I think it's interesting that, you know, the Cowboys lose, the Bills lose, they're both 6-3, and three, and it's like you can, you can literally visualize the bandwagon of people that jump off both of those bandwagons. Because both teams literally should have won that game. And instead of being seven and two and in the elite, you know, they're kind of one step beyond the elite now. And and it's it's so funny watching if you go on social media and just read people's comments, you know, and and and, and, and it's gonna be even interesting. If Dallas goes into Minnesota and win, all the people that jump back on the bandwagon, you know, oh yeah, that's my team. Man, shut up. Ain't your team, shut up, shut your mouth. But anyway, Eagles and the Chiefs, (laughs) Um, Vikings starting to get a little love. I mean, it gets to the point where you can only ignore them for so long. Um, So let me go ahead and give the uh, the top five. So um, Cowboys holding on at number five in our par rankings. There were many par rankings around the the football land that did not have the Cowboys in the top five. There were some that still had Cowboys at five, Um, but ours, you know, cumulatively speaking, we have the Cowboys at number five. We have the Bills at number four. Uh, J B did give the Titans some love. And let's see if what oh. the Titans can do with the P- Thursday night. Um, so Cowboys at five, Bills at four, Vikings at three. Chiefs at two, Eagles at two, and that's simply because the Eagles were number one. They tied point wise this week and my own personal philosophy is you're not gonna lose your number one spot if you tied. So they tied, so the Eagles hold on to number one. I could see either team being considered the best team in the NFL, frankly. Um, yeah. But, you know, if, if it's between the Chiefs and the Eagles, between the Chiefs and pretty much any team, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes. Is- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't you want have to. They a head coach and quarterback
0: combo. Quarterback oh, and right. head coach combo yeah. there, too.
1: And I, he I didn't has, want to. He- Tell me how y'all feel oh. about this. Ain't Patrick Mahomes that quarterback that you just look at and say, hey, why don't, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just, don't you just watch him on your team? Tell me the truth. Don't you just watch him and say, why
2: can't we have him? Of course. Well, I mean, you asking that to the guy that actually had a legit team, had a legit chance, a legit opportunity to draft him. But maybe Justin Fields will make me forget that. Come on, Justin. Come on,
1: Justin.
2: Man. He's been he's playing, I, I he's playing well, but.
1: Did you hear Dan Orlowski? He said that <laughs> Justin Fields may very well play himself into MVP consideration.
2: I no longer listen to Dan Orlowski, like, at all, <laughs> because he is way too far on one end or the next. Because uh, four weeks ago, before Justin Fields even started to pick up his play, you know, it was all kinds of shit. So I, I – no, I don't trust that guy's take on nothing. <laughs> it's just I just don't. I don't get yeah, excited about hearing yeah. anything from Dan. I don't like people that that all of a sudden, you know, they they hop the other side of the fence when things start to look different than play what the they what they predicted. Play yeah. the
0: hype game, play the hyperbolic, mm-hmm. hyperbolic game. Yeah, yeah. You
2: you predict some yeah. bullshit, and that's not the case. And now it's it's yeah. the other way around.
0: Yeah.
1: But you know. Jeff Bayless made that popular. Jeff Bayless sure did. <laughs> turned, you know, well, well, being hyperbolic into a ten million contract, ten million dollar uh, contract to go to Fox Sports and start his first take rivalry show, Undisputed, and then Stephen A. Smith, to his credit, watched the master at work and it's pretty much turned into the same thing. Of and now he's making ten million. I think Skip's making more than ten million now. But now Stephen A. Smith is is making ten million. And, and and the problem you have is is like as entertaining as these shows are, you don't know what to believe anymore because like I'm glad Herm Edwards is back with um, ESPN. I don't know. I don't know. You know to what extent, but he's been back this week. And I'm glad because he's one of the few people that I know is just going to shoot straight. That's who he is. So he's not about hyperbole and exaggeration and, you know, hey, hey this is how I feel, and, and, and fuck it. But a lot of these guys, man, they're trying to make the big money, and they do that with the sensationalism. You know, I mean, even Shannon Sharp, who I kind of like, but even he starting, you know, he's getting out there now a little bit more with that. Exaggerate the exaggerated stance on things. It's like, you know, I get that there's an entertainment factor, and I and I don't make ten million a year, so who the hell am I to judge? I don't know. I just, I just we talk about it. You know, there's a little bit of integrity that should matter. I think it's, it, I don't it's know. that I mean, team, I'm it was, you know, dog a team, a dog a player, a dog an athlete just to get ratings. I just can't, I don't know. Man. Maybe, maybe I'm, the idiot. maybe I'm um, they maybe that's, they,
2: you know. I mean, ahead, they Graham. do it, and the part, the part, the other part that's annoying of it is people, unlike us on this show, and there's some others who I know good football minds, they soak that shit up. Yeah. And believe whatever comes out of their mouth and then regurgitates them. You just look at them like, okay, so you, you didn't watch the game like they didn't watch the game. You just, you looked at the stat
0: sheet, huh? Well, the yeah. thing is, and right. I love, and I love this industry so much. Um, they are talk show hosts who are like, who who lean into professional wrestling personas, right? They are like yeah. caricatures where they they have they have characters they play, right? Like, and they lean into yeah. the hyperbole, and so it reminds me a little bit yeah. of professional wrestling with Fave a little bit. And so, yeah. you know, it's very appealing. People like that shit. People are really entertained by it. But I think that there's also just like them trying to play ratings grab. Teams.
1: Well, you know, at, at K Star, you make an excellent point because that's why you see, you know, the WWE and ESPN with such a great relationship. Coach, yep, longtime just the announcer came over to ESPN. Charlie Arnold. Oh yeah. You know, with double duty. And now she's just doing ESPN. But she was doing both. You know. Uh, Maria Menounos, big Hollywood actress, um, you know, uh, I just think about how her and her mom both had brain cancer. Thank God they both survived, but that was kind of like a weird story. They both had brain cancer, and they both lived through it. Um, but she was one, you know, Entertainment Tonight and all that. And, you know, they had her on ESPN doing interviews, and they had her on, you know, WWE. So you, you're spot on with that. And, I mean, again, I, I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm criticizing it, and it's successful, Right. So who am I? I'm one person. I have my opinion. But how far do you go for the money, I guess, is my question. And and I ask myself, if I'm in that position, right, and ESPN stumbles across the Madden voice, and ESPN calls Commissioner T, the omniscient one, and says, we like your shtick. We want you to bring Commissioner T, the omniscient one, the first take. We want, we want to bring you to, you know, we want to give you a one-hour to you know, come on the show and host, this, host the show on ESPN, pay you, you know, $2 million a year, and we're going to give you a five-year contract. I can't say that I wouldn't do it, <laughs> okay? Even though I'm sitting there criticizing it now, if I'm put in that position, I'm probably going to be the next one to be like, hey, man, I can't give up my – how much are you going to pay me? <laughs> when do I start? <laughs> but it's still annoying. You know, and then when you hear people like a Ryan Clark, who I think is excellent, he's humorous, he's consistent, he's intelligent. You know, I, I enjoy Ryan Clark. Okay, um, I kind of like Daniel. I know he flip flops a little bit, um, but he, he, I, I think you know, maybe, maybe I'm partial because he, he actually. I, lives I like about his tape. I
0: like his tape breakdowns. I like when he actually breaks down film.
1: Yeah. He does. He literally lives about 40 minutes from me here in Connecticut. He went to UConn, and he lives in Shelton, which is about 40 minutes from me. Um, and I, he said that on one of the shows. I'm like, you mm-hmm. live in Shelton? Shelton is not an upscale community by any means. It's a blue-collar, you know, I mean, nothing wrong with it. I'm not saying it in a negative way. You know, you just have this image of people that work for you. ESPN, they're on TV every day making, like, mad money, and I would never picture Shelton, Connecticut. Look it up. You'll see it. No, Nothing special about Shelton. That's where he lives. So, hey, good for him. Uh, maybe he just got me put all his money in the bank. I don't but anyway, I, I, just, I just want to ask you all this, though, because we're talking about these announcers, right? Um, start with you, Train, because you said you're not a fan of Orlovsky. Who do you like, though? If you had to pick one, you know, if there's one person that you're going to listen to, you ain't got a lot of time, but you want to one, you know, give their thoughts and their takes and their positions, who would that one person be? Other than me, of course. Other than me. Okay, we won't include me. Other than
0: me, who would that be? I won't
2: take (laughs) none. Oh, man. I just had to say somebody who I would respect when they actually talk. Um, I guess one of the easier to go to would be Ryan Clark.
1: Text me. Text me your 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 favorite. Cause I know you're listening. You I probably a stole
2: a little bit. Uh, yeah, I probably stole big brother, little big brother Jay's with uh with with Ryan Clark. He he seem he seems to be not way out there. I mean, a lot of what he yeah. says seems to make sense. He at one yeah. point, one time when I thought he was crazy when he said, uh, Allen Robinson wasn't the number one receiver, and I was like, man, what the
1: fuck are you talking about?
2: Well, okay. I get, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I get it. Yeah, I get it. I actually enjoy when him and Olafsky go back and forth. Um, so, yeah. Um, all right. K-Star, what about you?
0: Uh, he's on the NFL network. He's has on the ESPN. I like Brian Baldinger.
1: Okay.
0: Love. Okay. Good tape breakdown. I do like Ryan Clark. Of course, I'm a little biased there, so that's not really a surprise. But I think he does a really good job. With Bringing in some reasonable, reasonable takes to uh, you know those shows, uh, so I, I pretty much agree with you guys there. Okay. Uh,
1: need to because football has different generations. Ryan Clark and Herm Edwards' knowledge and integrity. Okay, thanks, bro. I can agree with both of those. I already talked about Herm Edwards. I, I love, yeah. I love Herm Edwards. I think he's just. Herm he's is legit. You know, he is who he is, and uh, I, I, I can appreciate it. You know, now, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Um, Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Um, let me ask you, who you don't like? Who is your like, if you have, and if, if it's more than one, if there's a couple, that's fine, name them. But who is it like, just turns your stomach? You just yeah, to the point where you just can't even listen to them. Hey, Star, maybe you go first. Who you, is there? Someone out there that just, oh God, I can't stand it. Like I'm looking at Trump right now. He just, oh, I, oh I,
0: I, yeah. I, I, so. I got a, I got a good one. Um, Nick Wright off ESPN. I can't stand that guy. <laughs> I can't stand that.
1: I can't stand that fucking guy ever. <laughs> do you know? Yeah. Do you know his 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 a fun fact that you may not know about Nick Wright? Do you know he's married to a black
0: woman. <laughs> I did not.
1: Nick Wright has a black wife, and she's bad too. I mean, she ain't like you know, like she's fine. <laughs> but Nick Wright has a black wife. I don't. You know, the white people it may not matter in general. But I will be honest, and Train can disagree or agree with me, but when, a, when brothers, when we find out that a white dude is dating or married to a black woman, all of a sudden they become very cool to us. Oh, you got a sister. <laughs> <All right. laughs> you know, before that, you be motherfucked. Man, fuck you, white boy. I you know, who that? Oh, that's your wife? <laughs> oh. With all that? Oh. I go, cool. I, ain't, you know, my brother. <laughs> so you know, um, but uh, but I can I can certainly understand how Nick Wright can be very annoying. Oh um, yeah. god! Yeah. Uh, Trent, you got one. Sucks.
2: Oh man.
1: And JB, if you're listening, I'm gonna bother you just last. last I won't bother you after this. If one you can't stand, shoot us a text and I'll leave you alone. I know you over there trying to rest, and here I am still keeping, keeping you. Hey. You're my brother, man. I can't. We oh. gotta have you. Part of the show. Shoot us a text. Someone you can't stand, JB. Train, you got one.
2: For now, man, Dan Oloski can hold that mantle for me. Because okay. <laughs> there's there's a ton yeah. of mistakes I just have never really liked.
1: Um. For me, it's, it's easy to skip a Bayless. I still watch him. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and the only reason I watch him is because he's a Cowboy fan, and every once in a while, he actually makes sense when he talks about the Cowboys. Not often, but every once in a while. Um, but most of his stuff is just preposterous, and I enjoy Shannon Sharp putting them in his place, except when they talk Cowboys. Because now Shannon's starting to turn into Stephen A. Smith when they talk Cowboys. So, Shannon's starting to annoy me now. He wasn't that bad before, but I guess he's making some money, so now he's turning up his anti-Cowboy rhetoric. So, he's starting to annoy me now. But if if Shannon's not talking Cowboys, I really enjoy Shannon Sharp. I think he makes a lot of good points, and I I can appreciate his position on a lot of things. Um, But Skip, Skip is just annoying. Skip is just completely annoying. Um, he's,
0: he's the OG man. He's the he's the entertainment originator.
1: I don't think Skip's seriously,
0: I think he's funny because I I, I can tell what he's doing. Who? And so for that I appreciate Skip. 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 Yeah, you know what he's doing. You think he... He's just I think he's entertaining. Yeah, he, but... I'll say this. I, I think he's entertaining. I don't think he's logical, I think he's entertaining. I'll say that.
1: Yeah. But some of, but it's just you you so outlandish. Like he defends Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield looks terrible. Yeah, on, yeah, that.
0: yeah. Some of those, yeah, some of his takes are awful. So
1: how the hell do you go back and talk about a game he played four years ago to make a point that he's a good quarterback today? Like, come on, that's yeah. that's just stupid. And and Skip is not a stupid person. Skip is highly intelligent. I mean, he went to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's a top university in this country. You know, he's been a, a very highly decorated sports writer. He's very intelligent. That's why I get so mad because I know he's smarter than that. But then, of course, he's making probably $15 million yep. a year, and I'm not. So so who's the idiot? Um, my brother doesn't like Orlovsky either. So there you have it. Hey, must-see TV, you get a chance, go to Google, Ryan Clark versus Stephen A. Smith, the old days, when Ryan was still playing for the Steelers but moonlighting for ESPN. So he was still playing, but he was moonlighting. And him and Stephen A. got into it, but not they were not on the same set. So there's, there's three or four videos of them going back and forth. And this obviously before they became cool. Now, you know, Stephen A. Smith is the best I've ever seen at taking an adversary and making them a friend. I've never seen anything like it. But everybody that goes at Stephen A. Smith, just give it a few months, and the next thing you know, oh, well, he's my brother, Kevin Durant, you know, Jerry Jones.
0: Except, except for Max Keller, man, he buried Max.
1: He did, but he, he he did, but Max is still working for ESPN, and Max has like he's got the show at six a.m. He's got this just then, so he buried Max off of first tape, only for Max yeah. to, you know, have two other shows, so. But yeah, he did. He did. He did very much. I, 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 um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't. I, I don't know. I thought they were a good team. I thought Max had no fear for him. They were. Him. He wasn't. He didn't ask. And you know, and when Stephen A. Smith came out and said that um, um, Devin Booker was the next Kobe Bryant, Max had said it a month before, and Max was like. Well, welcome to the club, Stephen A., because I said that a month ago. And that was the beginning of the end. I, I could read Stephen A. <laughs> face when that happened. And he was like, this is my show. <laughs> you ain't slave. I said it, I said it. You ain't supposed to, you know, steal my thunder. And I'm telling you, that was the beginning of the end for that. He did not like that mm. one little bit. But yeah. anyway, I digress. Um, all right. Um, honestly, guys, I didn't really put an agenda together. Um I, there, was, there was just, you know, you, you, you ever look at the NFL and there's so much going on, I don't even know, I don't even know what the fuck to talk about, honestly, because there's just so much. I don't even know. But I will ask you this. I don't, I mean, we could talk about the games, of course, but let me ask you others, this, because I'm curious your thoughts on um, the Jeff Saturday interim coach hire. That was big news. And I'm curious if you guys have any thoughts for or against for, you know, Nothing Burger. Hey, Star, that's your old stomping ground. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah. Uh, For me, I thought it was a Nothing Burger. I thought it was notable because he hadn't coached before. But, I mean, he's obviously familiar with the and the organization. And I actually thought at first maybe they were just trying to ditch their season and just give uh, Saturday experience along the way. But they played pretty well under him that first game, and so to me, he has traits that can translate into a good head coach. I mean, the guys can to respond to him, so apparently there was some merit to that at least for one week. But I thought it was wasn't too big of a deal, personally. <laughs> yeah, sorry.
2: this is not not yeah. not direct towards you. I just wanted I want you to give us some thought. Oh. Um, for instance, you um, you trained really hard to, uh, let's say, be a pilot, man. You did everything you was asked to do. Um, and finally you feel like it's your turn. And all of a sudden somebody it, you didn't even know was even around just gets handed the position. How would you feel? I mean, man, that would suck. Yeah, okay. uh, That's how the fuck I feel about Seth Saturday getting that head coaching job. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Just
2: real talk. I mean, if he does a great job, cool. But, goddamn, it's dudes that have been coaching there for years, these dudes that have been coaching football, trying to climb the ladder, going through the steps, understanding how to coach young men, this dude walks off the – Set of ESPN hangs out for a minute, and now he's a head coach. Hope it works out for him. Good deal for for, for Jeff Saturday, but that's how I feel about it.
1: I'm glad you said that, Frank. Um, and you know, you know when train me, what you talking about because he didn't wait for me to say train; he jumped right in. He jumped right in. I got to say what I need to say. I ain't waiting wait for T to cue me up. I got to put it out there. You know, I know. I know. But you know. It, the issue here is that we like Jeff Saturday in general, right? We yes. like the person. Makes it
0: easier to digest. Yes,
1: and he was a, uh, an excellent football player. You know, Peyton Manning's center. They did that last snap at the Pro Bowl that year, and all that. And he's just one of those people that you think of as, you know, like man, I wouldn't mind meeting him in real life. He seemed like just be a nice guy, and you know what I mean. Right. So, so it's hard to then say something negative. So, so train, I'm going to, I'm going to just assume it ain't got nothing to do with it was, it was just Saturday, the person, right? It has everything to do with what train said is, you know, I mean, look around the NFL and look at Byron Lefkowitz, look at the enemy. Those are two guys that just don't seem to be able to get a head coaching job. Now I know this was intro. I understand that. But what about the people on the staff that have been coaching for years and you bring in someone off the street that coached high school football. And then my biggest problem with all of it was, Ursay had this nerve. you audacity, me to come out and say, I wanted someone with no experience. When <laughs> coaches, particularly of color, have been denied opportunities because they didn't have enough experience. Eh, we're not quite, you're not there yet. You need a little more seasoning, there, son but he gets an interim job, which, come on, let's be real. Does anybody think that if the Colts don't finish, he already got one win, if the Colts don't finish strong, maybe even end up in the playoffs, that somehow or another he's not going to get that job? Come on, let's, let's keep it real. He's going to get the job if he does well. If he wants the job, he'll get the job. Yeah, they'll go through the Rooney Rule. They'll go through all that. They'll, hire, they'll interview, you know, if, if I was a black assistant coach, and Saturday that has a good year, and maybe they make the playoffs and they lose or whatever, and everything is pointing to him becoming the full time head. I wouldn't even go interview. I would not even go interview. I'd be like, "Why? Well, listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. I know you're gonna hire Jeff Saturday. I got. I don't have time for this. I'm not even gonna waste my time." And so, you know, and, and K Star, you should be sensitive to this because it was your organization that made this whole thing possible. You know, so. Yep. I'm not familiar with who's on their
0: staff, personally. I'm not familiar with who's on their staff.
1: I know yeah. none of them became interim head coach. <laughs> That's yeah. what I know. Yeah. You know, when John yeah. Groot was fired, Rich Posaka became interim head coach.
0: Yeah, I, 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 right? I agree not that uh, from your guys' perspective, that you could see it. Yeah, they guys can see their writing on the wall, so to speak. Um, there's probably merit to that. For me, I, when I look at it, I'm not familiar with who's on the staff. Obviously, they can't just fire their whole staff, and they just brought in a guy they know. And, I mean, I like Jeff Saturday. That's pretty much all I put into it. But I can understand why, you know, that could not be great if he does do – I mean, we're not going to root against him, but if he does do good and he gets offered the job, then, you know, you do kind of skirt that process, which I think that process has been pretty disrespected as of late, frankly. And I think there probably more to that there happening. So I can see that angle for sure. Yeah.
1: Um, and, you know, Brian is you know, I need time. I say more, Yeah um, All right, all right. Um, Train, why don't we go ahead and why don't we go do the big six and all that? Why don't we go ahead and do that now? If you're ready, which I know you're ready, because you're trained.
2: <laughs> Stay ready. I had uh I had like sent out the email to because I was gonna let you guys pick pick off pick pick make your picks offline, but.
1: I can go through
2: the results. Well, we can do that too. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't mind going through the results, though. Let me, let me, let me at least do that part. Alright. Right. And
1: yeah. go through the results. Go through the results. Train well. don't go one. The results. <laughs> you crazy dude. I, I got. You fucking I Have to restate it so it can make it sound like his idea. <laughs> <laughs> I go through the results now. It's my idea. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
2: So, week 10, man, look here, man. Oh my gosh. Okay, the Bucs can't, get, the Bucks beat the Seahawks, okay, at home, alright. The Vikings miraculously went out of their ass when you felt like they should have lost, knowing what happened against the Bills. That was crazy. Somehow, the Packers figured out how to run the fuck football against Dallas when they ain't been able to do it all season long. I don't, don't get it. Um, Cardinals, Rams, I just thought the Rams would, they, they you know, Cardinals ran through them so much. The Rams are a doormat now. Fuck, I mean, that's what they are. Uh, the Niners are freaking, they make one trade, you know, get one of the best running backs in the NFL, and I guess that's all they needed because, damn, they got a spark. And who would have thought Taylor Heineke's best plays of the game was for no yards, no completions, no first downs. <laughs> No nothing. (laughs) But those two plays absolutely helped them win the game. Get the fuck out of here. Man. So with all that said, (laughs) the brothers, the Floyd brothers, went 3-3 with their picks. And even though I made picks, I I, I was 0-6. And And, uh, K-Stars is 0-6 by default. I don't know what he's doing.
1: Yes. Okay,
2: stop. Feel good. You did as good as training. He made his quick. I did. That's what I'm saying, bro. You should pat yourself <laughs> on the back because I, I put some thought into my shit. <laughs> <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> so, yeah. So, hey, with that said, man, T is now on top uh, at 36 and 24 with J following up at 35 and 25. K-Star, same spot, 34 and 26. And um, bringing up the rear, two games behind the last spot at thirty-two and twenty-eight. Now, the pick-six to look forward to, and make sure you guys send your stuff in. So we're well, kicking we're off Thursday. Well, I I, I I really like doing when all is here, then and I mean, yeah. I I'd already hit send on the email, and I gotta read. That's that's the way I record it. Cause I like, well, I just have people. Send it in. Yeah, we'll do it. It's okay. We'll do that next week. Yeah, yeah. Hey. We'll
1: do, we'll I do it next
2: the week. But the I so you want to list of game. games. All right. <laughs> do you again, list the games, man. Go ahead. Do it. <laughs> week eleven, pick six. All right. We're kicking off Thursday night. I put the Titans six and three, at the four and six Packers. I want to know if the Packers are waking up for real. Are they truly woke? I don't think they are, but we'll find out. I don't want them to be. I'll put it that way. 8-1. Uh, the next is the 8-1 Eagles at the 4-5-1 coach. We just talk about a man being handed. He was handed a head coaching job. Is this, is this the first time in NFL this, this shit has been done? Just pick a, pick a dude
1: up off the street? No. What? They got this. One team hired it, the, the general manager. Um, what's his name? That was on ESPN. He was also on ESPN, and they just hired
2: him. Oh yeah, uh, 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 Mopele, uh Shucks, Ma- Ma- Mike Mayock.
1: Did yeah, he come out? Yeah, yep, Mayock. Yeah,
2: yeah. He should come back to ESPN, man. We really like his analysis. I thought he was great at that
1: job.
0: He was good. An outsider, John Lynch. Yep. Brought
1: in as a gentleman with no coaching, no nothing. That, that's true. It's, no scouting
2: experience whatsoever. That's true with John Lynn. So they did it at the GM role, but yeah. the coaching, okay. All right. Well, you know, we'll see if Jeff said he can really coach as the season goes along. But next up, he got the Eagles. I thought that was a good one to put on here, you know. Uh, yep. uh, division rival, 63 Jets at 5-4 and four Pats. Uh this is uh I think this is a big game here at the midseason for both of these teams. Okay. Uh the Jets can really get ahead with this win and the Pats need it in order to keep up. Uh this is probably the game of the week. Right here. We got the uh six and three Cowboys at the eight and one Vikings. It's gonna say eight and five. Just ignore that. I was kinda typing. That's probably the fat finger. They're eight and one. Okay. How
1: about you, Cowboys? <laughs>
2: So, hey, can the Cowboys knock down the ball like the dude for the, for, the, for the Bills should have did? <laughs> <laughs> he was beating himself up pretty hard after that game, man. And 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 that wasn't even the biggest mistake made. Made it so bad. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think this is a good one. Uh, another division, uh, seven and two Chiefs at five and four Chargers. Hey, the Chargers need this win bad. Okay. All right. Niners, Niners. Uh, uh, I, it wasn't necessarily a throwout or anything, but they they let that one slip by them. So they they really need this one. Uh, they they if they don't. They fall way behind the Chiefs as far as the division is concerned. And the the last game of the pick six Monday night, five and four Niners, and four and six Cardinals. Um, yeah. Uh, that's all NFC West. You know they, they now they beating each other. Up. It used to be the it used to be the NFC East, but the NFC West is beating each other up now. And uh so this would be that'll be a good one to watch. Like are the Cardinals fading to to black and are the Niners just gonna keep on pushing? Cause, uh man, that trade they've been they've been lit ever since. So that should that should be six
1: for week eleven. You know a few a few thoughts. Um Forty Niners really did a good thing getting McCaffrey and it shows you know, what the right one player can do for a team. And I hope the Cowboys are paying attention and go out and get Beckham because that could be a missing I know C.D. Lamb had a great game, um, but, man, you know, outside of C.D. Lamb, you know, there's no one really stepping up outside of C.D. Lamb as a receiver so far. Gallup in my opinion, it has been a mild disappointment, not what I expected. I thought Gallup was going to – Gallup has shown flashes of being a number one level player this year. I ain't seen much of that. I know he's coming off of ACL. I get it. But, bro, we're like – you know, he's done – I think he's in, in, in six games in, five, six games in, and he's not showing it. So I hope they go get Beckham. Um, the other thing is you talk about divisions, and we expected the AFC West to be, like, the best division in football. Um you know, can someone just send Josh McDaniels back to New England and stop hiring him I mean, he's not a good head coach. Did he not learn this when he went to Denver and he shipped the bed? And now he'd bring him in and give him give him this money and he's he's just he's not good. And I don't understand. Basaccio, what did he what did he go? He went five I, I, and two I, or something. Yeah. He he, he he took a team them. got fired uh, and it I doesn't make you know, was, was balance I was familiar with him, and he was a good yep. coach. and I said, don't sleep on him and he got him i believe they went to the playoffs last year he
2: right? did he got them into he got them into the playoffs. it made no
1: sense and for you know it i'm sorry i mean shit. you got you gotta Hold on, let me let me find this because this is, this is important. But hold on a second. It's um. my quarterback. Okay, I, I had to play that because I kind of felt bad for Jared Carson up there crying, you know, because that wasn't baby tears. That was frustration. That was anger. Yeah. You know, and that's a guy who cares. Oh yeah. Russell, are you watching? That's a guy who cares.
0: That's a guy that wants to win.
1: Russell Wilson, are you out there? Get off the Sierra, and you see what it looks like to actually care? Did you watch Aaron Rodgers making more money than God? Care, whether you like him or not. The guy wants to win. Tom Brady cares. Guy's got seven goddamn Super Bowls, and he's out there – Trying to win—that's what being great is all about. When the off season comes, hey, go spend your money, travel, you know, party, whatever it is you you do. But man, I am—you know—I'm disappointed in the Raiders because that should have been a better team, and they should have gave Basakier the job, and they bring in—they bring in someone who already failed once, and I'm looking at Derek Carr, and I'm like, man. And then Russell Wilson, you, you literally look like you just don't give a fuck. I, I just... Have seen any emotion out of Russell Wilson this year? Any. No. All we've <laughs> seen, every interview, Kyle, Let's Ride, or whatever the fuck the Broncos said. You get your ass kicked. Your team doesn't look very good. And I, you're supposed to be <laughs> borderline, like, quarterback who's like a borderline Hall of Famer, like maybe close to that level and and that's You're what those chances now <laughs> You're
2: oh, chances. Will you those chances you to get say something and, and no yeah i i just want to add if you look at the hires and, and this is why this is why you need to when you talk about hiring a head coach i'm i'm not i'm not a fan of trend i'm a fan of making sure you hire the right man for your team for your players okay um, once again, did both these hires fall into the trend of I need to give me an offensive-minded quarterback, the head coach to go with my to go with my my you know what I consider my franchise quarterback, and we're we're set. Shit, I mean it isn't foolproof. Is <laughs> is not? It's not like the, yeah, that's the roadmap to winning a championship. If so, shit. W- why was Bill Belichick winning it? He wasn't the offensive minded head coach. He just so happened to have a system, and and landed the right dude in the fucking sixth round, who turned out to be the hell of a player. But everyone else was system guys, plugged in. They just bust their ass. They were winning. They would win a championship with the with the with the with the Patriots, and then go off and get paid big money from another team. Fucking perfect. <laughs> I got marine. Now I can just go get paid. That's what they did. Right. Right. You know, but everybody keeps going with these trends, and and it's crazy. You you want to give Josh McDaniel a second chance, but Eric Benjamin can't even get his first. Other guys can't even get their first. This guy flamed out on one job, accepted one, and then and then walked away from it. Like, man, how privileged is this motherfucker? I mean, right. what, are we, what are we doing? And 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 then that the, the our, uh uh was uh, the Davis comes out and says, yeah we we need we need to be patient. What the fuck are you talking about? Tell somebody yeah. else that too.
1: Ain't nobody hearing that. Yeah.
2: Ain't no, come on, man. Yeah. Really, be patient. Tell it to tell it to Derek Carr. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell it tell Derek Carr to be patient, and see and see yeah, and, right. and, and see and see don't hit you, hit you in the mouth and walk off the team. Oh, you I mean, us, how? Did,
1: How patient you want me to be? The
2: fuck! How how disrespectful can you be to your players who was just in the Super Bowl to tell to go out and tell the media we need to be patient? Yeah, man, I betrayed me. Trade me as soon as you can. I I don't have the patience that you
1: have. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and you know, you know. I, I sit around. I look at. I look around the NFL, and I look how quickly people want to, you know, they want to roast players, right? You know, Shane, you'll remember, you know, early in the season, everybody was roasting Justin Fields. Now look at him. you know. It, it 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 takes time, right? You know, when you yeah. look around, and there are some teams that would love to have Justin Fields. You know, people wanted to, you know, I I, I you know I go on the internet and read different things and I have friends that are Cowboys fans and I have enemies that aren't Cowboys fans and you know, that I had a guy that I used to work with. I worked with this guy like literally thirty years ago. We're Facebook friends now. Cool dude he's a Cowboys fan. Actually two interceptions he posts on Facebook, I'm done with that, blah 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 blah. And he's a good dude. I like him, but dude, you're wrong. Both of those interceptions, frankly, were not Dak's fault. And if you actually watch the game and listen to the analysts and then actually use your own common sense to see if what they're saying makes sense, it's very clear. And if you're a Cowboys fan, and, Trane, you can relate to this, man, We both our franchises had years of having substantive quarterbacks. Years yeah. of it. Yeah. Right? And so we a guy that actually looks like, He's getting the job done. He may not be Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, but who is? You know, this, this general. You know, we were spoiled to have Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning all at the same time. We were spoiled. Throw Ben in there too. Ben Hall of Famer, right? Spoiled to have five, six, you know,
0: quarterbacks that
1: probably first ballot Hall of Fame at one time in NFL, right? That's not common. So you know, you look at your team and that's what you want, but you know what? There's a lot of Cut Dilfers and Joe Flacco's and hell, Eli Manning is not a Hall of Famer to me. Sorry, he's just not. There's a lot of those second uh. third tier quarterbacks that play good enough complimentary football to win a Super Bowl. So you can't you're not always gonna get the superstar. You're not gonna get the Hall of Famer. So why the heck are you trying to throw your quarterback out? You know, it's like, oh, he threw an interception, get rid of him. That's thing. You know, look at the body of work. That Prescott is a good fucking quarterback, period. And if you think Cooper Rush is better, then why has he been on the Cowboys roster for five years? Why has nobody wanted him? Not even the Giants didn't want him. Jason Garrett took him to the Giants, and, and when Jason Garrett got fired, they released Cooper Rush. And why has no other team, no other team, when he was on the practice squad, grabbed him? Like, it, it's not that easy to go out and get a top-tier quarterback. It isn't. So don't be so quick to just say, oh, he sucks, we got to go get him. Well, who are you going to get? You want Baker Mayfield? He was he a uh, Heisman Trophy winner, first round, first number one pick in the draft. There you go. Is that who you want? Go, go get him. See how, see how your team does. But I can tell you, Carolina, he ain't doing, he ain't doing nothing over there. And he sure didn't do nothing in Cleveland. Won a few games, had a little pre-spent. But overall, he ain't done nothing. So, he, you know, you, he, it's slowed down. Now, there are times when, yeah, you're quarterback and, and you know it. And it's like, okay, you know, he, he, he. Carson Wentz, to me, is useless. He had his 13 games in 2017. And who knows what would have happened had he not gotten hurt, you know. But after that, he was never the same, and he's not very good, you know. But to just want to throw your quarterback out or throw players out, you know, get rid of Ezekiel Elliott. Well, you think Ezekiel Elliott would have been helpful in the fourth quarter against the Packers? Because let me tell you something, the Cowboys ran 24 plays up 28 to 14. 18 were pass plays, six were run plays. Do you think Ezekiel Elliott would have been helpful beating down the Packers D in the fourth quarter? Not that jukey style that Pollard does. And Pollard, hey, he ran for 150 yards. I got no problem. But Pollard isn't going to wear the defense down. Zeke is. This is what I was trying to say a couple weeks ago. But, you know, oh, Pollard, he's an explosive back, and he's got to do this. Yeah? How's Derrick Henry doing? How's Jonathan Taylor doing? You know, did you see? Did you see um, AJ Dillon with the Packers? Did you see some of these bruisers going at Dallas, knocking Dallas on their ass. Yo, don't be so quick to just throw the baby out with the bathwater. All right, I'm, I'm done. I, you know, I, I know, you guys have anything to add? Because I just got a little emotional, got a little irritated, got a little irritated. Stop off.
0: Just that I'm really spoiled because the way I assess Kenny Pickett isn't fair. Uh, because I'm trying to compare him to Ben and I can't do that. Because Kenny played well last Sunday but I just felt myself nitpicking too much. You know? And I realized it. well it's because I'm it's because <laughs> it's because I've been so spoiled by Ben Roethlisberger his rookie year and how he was as a young player that you can't grade them on that same curve, man, and it's just hard to separate yourself from it because you gotta lower your, your standard. You don't wanna have to do that but you gotta be realistic and so I need to I need to do that too because as a rookie, he's playing. He's playing fine, but of course, I just want more because I've seen more and and I just got to scale and that back. the expectation. All you
2: want to, all you want to see is improvement. I think it may have been about yeah. uh, maybe about five weeks back. I think he asked me how I felt about my quarterback, and I'm just like, I don't know. You know, just want to just want to see the dude improve. Just want to see the dude get better. You know, just want to see him make better decisions. We're starting to see some of that, you know. what I'm saying he's doing a lot with his legs, uh, and even still now, when I see what he's doing, hey, I'm I'm happy. I would love him to be to do just a little bit more from the from the pocket. I don't want him to have to put himself in danger of getting hit. But when that dude breaks away and run, man, his he's he's a long strider. So, <laughs> oh boy, yeah, he is. Good luck catching up. I mean, once he makes it past your secondary, you're not catching him. I'm sorry, you you got to run a four two. He's a he's a he's a four three five, at least. So good look catching him, um, but I look forward to Pose getting that man some help and you know getting him some receivers that can get over, getting him some line that actually give him time because a lot of his scrambles come from the fact that he doesn't have time. So he got to make the plays with his legs. He, he just yep. he's not giving much time
0: to throw the ball. But I, I have
1: hmm. Right. <clears throat> I just want to say, Which, I, I tell you this: watching field, Dak is not Fields. Dak is not Kyler Murray. Dak is not Jalen Hurts. But Dak is fairly mobile. Dak was mm-hmm. a little more running. That running, yeah. that defense. I, I, you know, we see it. We see it all the time. You know, when you throw that running in at the right time, they're not expecting it. They're not yes. ready for it. You know, your boy's yes. feeling it. feeling yeah. it. Yeah. I exactly think that I think Dak could incorporate. Ripped off your leg a couple of years ago, but. Come yes. on now, get, get out that pocket
2: and run a little bit, bro. I, I think that can incorporate the way I see Pat Mahomes incorporates the run in his game.
0: Yeah, I,
2: I consider that yeah. as yeah. far as like speed of a, quarterback. An
0: excellent there, yeah,
2: yeah. He, it's not like he's, but Pat Mahomes, he's like slickly gets away, and all of a sudden he starts breaking. I was like, wait, wait a minute. Just he's running. Like yeah, he's running. <laughs> he will throw it if he can, but he's running right now. <laughs> so I think I think that I feel what you're saying. You. I mean, I, but that, that's why I see him as far as his his speed, of, which he has plenty of speed to get out of the pocket and get up the field and get down yeah, if he yes. yeah. plenty of speed to do it. Yeah. And you
1: got to make. But he can he, yeah. can he can he can he can get out the pocket and he can do And he's a big guy. Yeah. He he ain't tiny. I mean they gotta they gotta bring it they wanna bring him down, just like your quarterback. Your quarterback's below too. You know? Did you so see him run, him run over two? two Did
2: you
0: see
2: him run over two DBs Bs a touchdown? Did y'all see that? Highlight? Yeah, man. Crazy. Hey one of them, one of them
1: had to lead the game. Now I know we all about okay. safety.
2: You know, I know we all about safety
1: and in NFL now, but back in the day that was you got tracked up. <laughs> that was um Man, Tom Jackson was there. Michael Irvin was with ESPN at the time.
0: (laughs) I love this segment.
1: Oh, good days. I I loved
0: it too. I loved it too. It was
1: so good. Yeah, Yeah. (sighs) they had to get rid of man. That was a great segment. Yes, it was. But man, you know that that when you got a quarterback like these guys we're talking about, you know, Josh Allen, right? Six. Got down, like 6'4", 6'5", 230, 240. That's 6'2", a good 230. Justin Fields, I think 6'2", 225, something like that. These guys get out, out of the pocket. I mean, Emmitt, I mean, uh, Ezekiel Elliott is 225, and he's a thumper. So he's a little shorter than these guys, but he's coming at you. He's coming downhill. So these guys same about same power as Ezekiel Elliott coming at you. Yo, that ain't no joke. So you gotta use you gotta use what you have. And that's why I was saying, you know, the other day, k Star, when he talked about Pollard, and I was like, Nah, no, not yet. Zeke has a role, and I'm telling you, Zeke had been in that game, and they had ran Zeke more. You know, split the carries up. Maybe you know Pollard wouldn't have had. Yeah, I get it. But I'm telling you, in the fourth quarter, Zeke mattered. They they had a um. Who was it? It was a um, a safety that had recently retired, and they had him on one of the ESPN shows. And they asked him, who was the running back he hated to hit the most? And he said, Ezekiel Elliott. He said, because you knew he was going to hit you first. <laughs> like you just knew. And they have asked many players between Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard who would you fear? And almost to a man, it's Zeke. Because even though Pollard is shifty, they ain't scared of Pollard. They don't want to. They don't want to get hit, Zeke, in the fourth quarter at the end of a long game. So, and and some of these quarterbacks can bring the same pain, you know. But anyway, I, I get on a roll. I'm sorry, guys. I just, I just, I, I I'm angry that we lost the game we could have won. Just angry about it, you know. I gotta hear, I gotta hear all this crap. And thank God Philly be lost, because man, if Philly was nine and zero right now. Nah, I might have canceled the show. No, nah, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> you know, That's I was you, in man. North
1: Carolina at work, and coincidentally, well, the Thursday night football game was in North Carolina. It was at, at at Carolina, and they were showing downtown. And I'm like, oh, all the buildings that I was walking by, they showed them on TV. I literally was there the day before. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, it was kind of cool, you know." Um, and I went to a, I went to a, um, I went to a Charlotte Hornets basketball game and saw the Hornets host the Washington Wizards. And we walked by because uh, my company has a suite at the stadium. Um, it, you know, the general public don't understand. You know, most stadiums have suites that you can rent, and then they have corporate suites for big sponsors that they can use for their employees or their clients or whatever. My company's a national big – I'm not going to say who they are because long story, but big, big company, and so we have a suite, so we were able to go see the game. So we're walking to our suite, and we pass the suite with a security guard out front, and the suite says Jordan brand on it. And so we all wondered, was Michael Jordan in that suite? but there's no way to know because they had a security guard out front. So, But Michael Jordan, who owns the Charlotte Hornets, might have been there that night. I might have been within five feet of Michael Jordan. Okay, that don't really matter, but it's just that. Okay. Um, cool story, bro. Charlotte, very nice city, by the way. Um, just, you know, people were nice. Downtown was clean and comfortable, you know, and, um yeah, I got my Uber from the from the airport to the hotel, and then we had different transportation taking us around at different venues, and um, it, it was it was not a place I would like I would I would go to like visit a friend or whatever, but it's not like you know there's nothing special to go and be like oh I'm gonna go to Charlotte spend a couple weeks nah, but for like a work conference I'm just saying if anybody's traveling and. Your company's doing something in charlotte it was cool it was it was comfortable. We stayed at the the Hilton it was very nice and um it was it was good, but you know so I to be home um all right um i guess the, the 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 last thing that I will say is um and just that quick, I lost it Wow, man, I must be getting old tired or folks i had I had one last comment I wanted to make about. The games this weekend, and um, all right, I lost it. All right, uh, I guess we'll just move on. Um, uh, I I'm, I'm good. I'm I'm actually getting kind of tired myself. You know, I just I want to say, man, this COVID thing is is man. I don't know if y'all if either one of y'all had COVID, but it's been how long now? And I'm still not over it. <laughs> I'm still like, I have lingering effects from it, man. Y'all get your vaccines and stuff. This shit is no joke. Damn. Um, All right. Well, let's wrap up this shit. Let's wrap up. Um, K-Start, any final thoughts or comments?
0: Well, like you said earlier before the show, I can't believe it's almost fucking Thanksgiving. So let's enjoy this weekend of football before it gets to Thanksgiving and realize that time flies, you know, and it's flying on the season. So enjoy this weekend. Hopefully we have a great slate of games like we did last weekend and to the look forward to watching.
1: Okay. Train, any thoughts, comments?
2: Losing to Detroit sucks ass. It really does, especially when Justin Fields played the way he played. Um, and I ain't seen a defense like this since Mark Trestman days. Whew. Sounds gross coming out my mouth. But, oh well. Chicago actually has a QB1 after yes. forever, as far as I'm concerned, because I moved there in 89, so I didn't see. You know, I saw Mike Tomzak, Hallbaugh, Miller. I think I saw Eric Kramer, yeah. Jay Cutler. Yeah. Yeah, lived through some shit. So this guys really turned out to be QB1. I'm glad I got him in fantasy football in every single league. Hopefully he can bring home me championship. He did not get me to win yesterday, though. Fucking little bit, brother Jay. You've got to be kidding me. Less than one freaking point. Yeah, man. You, you skate by the hair. You're chinny chin chin. I know you're probably laughing it out right now, boy. Ah! I
1: need that one hey, bad. Know about okay. brother? Oh, so my brother he's not laughing because it probably hurts to laugh. So, <laughs> <Knowing> <laughs> he's smiling
2: or <laughs> something. But he hey, he might be smiling. Okay. On the, he
1: is. That <laughs> like at, uh, Eddie, Eddie Murphy movie, The like Karate Man. We bleed on the inside. He's probably
2: smiling <laughs> on the inside. Uh, but. Me just say it it does feel it does feel good to have a quarterback. Uh, man. It's it's I it feels good to watch a game knowing that if he has the ball last and we need a touch and we need a score, he can go get it. Like even though we lost, um, there's not a single time where I felt like Justin Fields couldn't go get whatever we needed to win. Um, and that's uh I I I mean I maybe you guys felt that, you know. I I haven't. I don't this is new to me. This is new territory. Uh when we talk about quarterbacks again, I'm dazed for that all season. So, <laughs> so Atlanta coming up, games coming up this week. Everyone enjoy. Uh, tea next week, just before the holiday. Show no show. I guess you'll tell us when you do your last. When you do your last word, but um, man, let's go Chicago, man. We need we need we need to get a dub. We need to get a win with Justin Fields playing as well. So let's make
1: it happen. Yeah,
2: um,
1: yeah. I, well, first thing is to see if um, you know. I'm, I'm assuming uh, my brother already bought his ticket, so I guess unless it's, unless his his you know illness prevents him from flying, he'll be here. Um, and it would be great to it would be really cool to do a show with him live him and we me meet together as we've done in the past um, next Tuesday night. But we we will certainly, being that it is a holiday week, um, you know, we will we will play that by ear. Just, if, if we need to not do a show to just make it easy on us for the holiday week, then we won't, you know, we'll come back the following week. But we'll, 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 we will, that case star will be decided before Tuesday night at 8 o'clock, just so you know, we won't wait. To,
2: just, just, so. just, uh-huh. just FYI, I can, I can go <laughs> earlier if need be next Tuesday. I'm only working half day. So I can, oh, I can okay. go earlier. So
1: that, that is great.
2: I am, I am Excellent. off at, Three o'clock, your your time. is yes, I'm, I'm leaving work okay. and heading heading
1: home. So, okay, I can go you do one. Then the plan would be to go earlier than if you're available, because I prefer earlier myself. Um, yeah. So, okay, good, good enough. Okay, um, yeah, and uh, you know, and as we always talk about, man, we're at, we're we're j- just getting past the halfway point. We're already looking at Turkey Day. Hey, I'm in Connecticut. We get our first snow tonight. Um, not nothing major, but you know, a, 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 up to two inches, depending on what part of the state. Higher elevations will get. I'll probably just get like a half an inch or something. But already the first snow, and wasn't that long ago that I was at the beach. You know, now we get our first snow, so um, it's 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 amazing. So, hey, um, enjoy the games. You know, think about some of the stuff we talked about. Think about. You know, the things that we did. To me, these things make the game even more interesting. I always look at the quarterback-head coach combination, and I appreciate it when Aaron Rodgers yelled at LaFleur, you know, LaFleur went through that pass, and Aaron Rodgers was like, we should run the ball because they have been running all over Dallas. And those are the things that, you know, I really appreciate when I'm looking at the games and the game behind the game, the game on the sidelines and the different interactions with – that's going on. That stuff, I appreciate just as much of what's going on on the field. Um, you know, watching the guys go off in between and talking to each other. and You know, when, that, when Dak threw that interception and, you know, and I'm watching them talk and they, clearly Dak was saying, hey, man, you're supposed to cross in front of the safety. You know, they damn right. That's what you're supposed to say. You know, I enjoyed that. I enjoy the fact that there was some dissension in the Cowboys. People were pointing fingers a little bit. Good! Good, you shouldn't be happy. You blew it. You know, I, I don't want I don't wanna hear the I don't want I'm so I'm so sick of the well, uh, you know, uh, you know, we just gotta learn, we gotta go clean this one up and you know, we gotta learn from it and you know, we'll get better and launch. And, uh, ah no. Nah. Somebody mother Hey man, I'm sick of this bullshit. Derek Hart, thank you very much. Showing some emotion. Stick a loser. You know? That's what I wanna see. That's why I'm so critical of Russell Wilson. Where's your emotion, bro? You know, you, you you ain't been overall, you ain't been playing very well. You're making a lot of money. It ain't showing much. Where's your emotion, bro? I love that shit. I love all of that shit. So look for that. Look for that. We got Sunday. We got Thursday, Sunday. And then you got a whole slate of games coming up next Thursday. You got, what do we got? Three games, I think, next Thursday. So we got a lot of football in the next 10 days. So everybody gear up. Get ready. to be very, very exciting. And, um, I'm looking forward to seeing my brother next week in person and my brother meeting uh, my grandson for the first time, which will be uh, cool. My brother seeing his niece as a married woman for the first time, um, which will be very cool. So my brother seeing his other niece as a homeowner for the first time, which will be very cool. Um, and hopefully if he's up to it, me and little big brother Jay can get out one night and, you know, do what we do, okay? That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to let y'all, let your imaginations run on <laughs> that one. <laughs> um, all right, but listen, on that note, hey, thank you, guys. always appreciate my brothers, you know, Dr. Train, K-Star, you know, and, of course, my brother Jay. I always appreciate you guys. I wouldn't even be doing this, honestly. I do this just to, you know, have spend some time with the three of you guys, and um, you know, I always think back to years and years ago when uh, I would be—I was working in a city in Connecticut called Bridgeport, um, largest city in the state. And Bridgeport is an hour from my home. And you know, I would get on the phone, and who would I call? I would call Doctor Train. Of course, he wasn't Doctor Train then; he was an uh, up-and-coming Doctor Train then. And um, <laughs> I would call. We would talk about everything, but we would get to football. And we would just, we would go at it. Sometimes we would be agreeing. Sometimes I'd be like, yo, that's some bullshit. Hey, man, I'm trying to tell you. Nah, man, that ain't how it is. You know, but we always had a good time. We always had a good time. And this show is an extension of that. So I I truly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. I really, really do. Um, So on that note, again, thank you, Dr. Train. Thank you, K-Star. Jay, feel better. All right? Get better. Get up on your feet because you got a trip to take in a few days to feel better. Hope everybody is doing well out there. And, hey, I say it every week, and I'm going to say it until we decide to stop doing the show, whatever that will be. All of you just settled on the field. See you next week. Good night, everybody. (laughs) The best of